the blast from our past network. Hey, Harry! Look at this! What's the matter with these cams? Die, milkface! <laughs> these cams are defective! They're springing leaks! Come over here and look at this! Listen, you better run for cover. You're gonna spring a leak. Huh? We don't have defective cans. We have a defective bike slot there. He hates these cans. Stay away from the cans. Die, gas pumper. I gotta get away from those cans. Those cans in there, too. Talking Back. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and with me, as always, is co host Dean. Hello, Dean. Hello, it's Monday again, Tim. Time for another podcast. Yeah, it's Monday morning. It's bright and early. Um, we get up before the crack of dawn. We record these episodes exactly. Monday morning. I, uh, well, we have a couple beers, then I edit them, and we quickly get them out by uh, 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock a.m. is when Pre- this su- sucker launches. Pretty busy morning for us, usually. It is, yeah. We're very tired after after this, but you know what? That's what we got to do to keep the listeners happy. So we do it. Hey, we listeners. Do it. Dude, we do this thing every Monday. We put an episode out every Monday. It's wild. Hey, Dean, we're going to do The Jerk this week from 1979. Cool. Now, it might surprise you that this was one of the first movies I put down on the list. The infamous list that I add to and don't let you add to. Yeah. <laughs> but you, uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> you let me type things in, but then you delete them. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes I go there and I see things that I didn't put on there. And I'm like, well, I didn't put this on backspace, the list, so I backspace, get rid of it. Backspace, backspace. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I've wanted to do this for a while, and it just didn't It didn't fit. Like, the, the one of the things that we like to do is we kind of just feel. We feel our content. Uh, we won't make a big, um, you know, six-week-ahead-of-time list. We, we actually did that for a while. We had, like, podcasts lined up for maybe the next four weeks. Yeah. But now we've just been kind of doing it by feel and like whatever's hitting us this this particular week will will cover and the jerk it, it's been in my mind for a few weeks now so uh here we are here we are and here we go here we are you were really. feeling it and so we watched it we did it yeah what did you think dean of the jerk so tim i thought i had seen this movie before and didn't like it yeah, that's what you I have. N- I had never seen this movie before. Excellent. That's most <laughs> I, excellent, Dean. <laughs> definitely never seen this one before. <laughs> what What do you think you were thinking of? I think I was thinking of Roxanne, even though I know he has a giant nose. Oh. I oh, yeah, feel okay. like in my mind, I mixed those two movies together. But um, I, I, I did not. I did not know what this movie was. Perfect. This is one of the like most well-regarded comedies of all time. Yes. And that, see, that is something I knew. I knew all about the movie, but I'd never actually thrown it on. So I wasn't, did not know. As soon as it started, I was like, yeah, I've definitely not seen this. Amazing. So how was it for you? Uh, Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Because I mean, very, very old, right? It's like, you know, it's 40 years old. So, you know, curious to get your, your fresh take on it. For sure. Yeah. Like my, my fresh take is there are a lot of jokes and a lot of them made me laugh really hard. And yeah, then like nice. a lot of them didn't. So it's it, for sure. It, it, it was a good it was a good watch for sure. And there were a number of times where I was like belly laughing pretty hard. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've seen it a bunch and I, I still find myself laughing at it. I think at this point for me, it's certain scenes that just yeah. will always crack me up. Yeah. They just never get old. I, I laugh at the same point in the movie all the time. And yeah, it's uh it's a it's a it's a fun one. It's your classic rags to riches to rags to riches <laughs> right <laughs> hey those classic those yeah. are all over the place those are so popular nowadays <laughs> such a classic trope yes <laughs> it, it is totally now the uh the humor while some of it is insensitive it's it's i find like it's mostly it's not like malicious 
Correct. Like it's, it's kind of fun. It's kind of like gentle humor. So for like, you know, sometimes you get these seventies movies, you get these eighties movies. Uh, I could name a few that just would not, would not fly nowadays. I think this one probably could still fly because it's not, there's nothing really super bad in it. Yeah. That's that's what I was thinking when I was watching it. I my my initial reaction to some of those jokes was, you know, to like tighten up a bit and be like, I don't know about that. Um, but on, on thinking about it a bit, um, like like you said, I don't think anything. I don't know if it's offensive or not. I can't speak to that. But um, it, it wasn't malicious. You know, there was no bad intent behind it. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, I think some of it is uh, just a, a product of the time, basically. This is this is what it always comes back to with this movie for me, is I just enjoy the vibe, man. Yeah, I'm just I just enjoy the feel of it. Like it's got a feeling, it's got an atmosphere, and it's it's like this chill. Just you know, have a good time, have a good time. I got I got the vibe fr- uh, from this of two types of th- like uh, movies shows that I love. One, I got a Mr. Bean vibe. And two, I got an Austin Powers vibe. Um, so I think hmm, this movie being like kind of um, the way the jokes are kind of just, you know, happening all the time. And it's just like little scenes, little situations, little situation comedy stuff. Um, I got both those. I got both those feelings. He really felt That's like cool. Mr. Bean early on. Like he just has no idea how to do anything. Yeah, he's so out of it. Dude. Yeah, it's, I love it. I love it. It's awesome. This movie, Dean, released in 1979 mm-hmm. with a budget of $4 million. This movie brings in $100 million at the box office. Wow, that is very, very shocking, Tim. Yeah, yes, that it shocks is very, me. very shocking. I like to I'm not shocked. look these things up so that I can learn on the yes. podcast. That exactly. is incredibly shocking. I thought you were going to tell me this That's thing made insane. like 1.8 or something. Oh, I don't even understand how they did wow. this. Wow, $100 it's million? It must have been playing off of uh, Steve Martin's popularity as a comic at this time. Yeah. Because he was selling out arenas at this time. Okay, okay, Um, yeah. His his whole comedy, like his whole comedy bit, uh, he was only doing that to become a movie star. Like he he actually just wanted to get into movies. He did the comedy route because that's what, you know, what was available at the time that he was being successful in. But he was, yeah, selling out, you know, 10,000 seat arenas for his comedy. So I think, I think that, you know, obviously that helped out. 1979 yeah, like a movie like this making a hundred million dollars that's incredible man i don't even get it, it. I, don't, I don't understand directed by carl reiner not a huge fan of this dude like i like this movie and i like summer rental with john candy oh yeah that's kind of all i really know uh know from him so he's, he's, I... he's like uh, he's a big actor you know he's like an actor yeah. and director but he's in the he's yeah. in the oceans movies he is. He's very good in those. That's where I recognized him from. Um, okay. And Summer Rental, I yeah, I, I remember liking that as a kid. So um, I think that's another one that I I also like. But yeah, as soon as I uh, as soon as I looked him up, I was like, oh yeah, this guy is the guy in Oceans. Yeah, that's him. Written by Steve Martin, mm-hmm. Michael Elias, and our old buddy Carl Gottlieb. Oh. Um, writer on Jaws, Jaws 2, and Jaws 3D. Cool. Cool, hey? Now, yeah. listen Listen to this writing approach. In writing the script, their plan was to provide a laugh on each page of the screenplay. What a great plan. That's a good approach. It's not a bad approach. Um, That's a great place to start. Yeah, I feel like they just kept adding from there. I feel like everything in here is like oh, yeah. a joke. So, like, start <laughs> yeah, with one whole... on a page and we'll, we'll make it five. <laughs> Yeah, this movie does not take itself very seriously. <laughs> no, definitely not. Now, another cool thing that was going on at the time was that there was a gas shortage. And because of that, Steve Martin and Carl, Carl Reiner had to carpool to set every day. And during each drive, they would come up with at least one or two jokes. That's so this pretty is good. This, this added, like... Um, quality time together where they can hone this movie hone the jokes hone these funny moments that they normally wouldn't have gotten and if they're going to set i don't know maybe 40 40 days maybe the movie took 
that's so much like tightening of the script you normally yeah. wouldn't get to have. And I think it really comes across in these jokes. They're, they're not just funny. It's not just like punchline funny. It's like the setup is incredible. Yeah. Um, how intelligent the entire joke is, is just off the chart. It's, it's great. Yeah, and I think uh, Steve Martin being a stand-up comic, that's got to help. Uh, like, being able to bounce oh, yeah. your material off someone on a drive because, like, I feel like they write material, get out there. Like, something might sound really funny in your head and then you get on stage, you try it out, doesn't work, doesn't get the laughs, you, you X that. You know, that joke's gone. So it, right. it's definitely, like, playing it off of someone else as you're, as you're talking every day, that's got to help. Now, this was Steve Martin's first leading role in a movie coming off of his uh, comedy career. So pretty, pretty good first leading role, man. This guy yeah. kind of like steps up to the plate and uh, uh, hits a homer. It's a yeah, homer he, here it, for all Steve those sports Ma people out there. <laughs> I love Steve Martin. He's a hilarious guy. Like, Oh, me too, man. He made, he made me laugh so hard in this movie. Like he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to do a lot of like uh dramatic work here, but he does uh, uh, a fantastic job with this character being, hilarious and actually putting a little bit of a uh, little bit of emotion into it as well yeah definitely yeah he also didn't have white hair in this movie yeah tim i it was only up, getting to be white i looked up how old he was he's 34 in this movie that's my age <laughs> whoa he looks way older than you he do, looks dude. like he's 50 still this guy was Holy my smokes. age in this movie <laughs> wow you could not have you could not have played this role no yeah. way, Tim. I could you would not, not have, have done well. No, no way, dude. You just don't look like the jerk to me. Yeah. Yeah, we should talk about the jerk. We should talk about the title. Okay. What do you want to say? You like it? So I, going into the movie, I thought the jerk was going to be like he was going to be an asshole and he was going to be mean to people because that's how we take it now. That like jerk now means you're an asshole, but... Right. I back then, like probably in '79, it means you're an idiot, right? It means you're like a moron, which is what he is. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. He is. It is different. Yeah, '79 is different than now. Uh, he's just like the idiot. He's like the. Yeah. He's just dumb. He's he's dumb. Yeah, I've right? heard people. Yeah, I've I heard people they... say like, "I'm gonna look like a jerk," and I I think that means you know, I'm going to look stupid or I'm going to embarrass mm. myself in this. I'm going to look like such a jerk. And that's, I just didn't really clue into me until I started watching the movie and I was, oh yeah, okay, he's, he's an idiot. Right. All right, let's jump right into the story. Sounds good. So our movie starts out and, uh-oh, Dean, Steve Martin is homeless. Yeah, no, he's not. He's not homeless. He's homeless, Dean. Yeah, doesn't he say, I'm not homeless, I'm a jerk? No, he says, I'm not a bum. I'm oh, a jerk. I'm not a bum. Okay, I'm not a bum, I'm a jerk. Okay. Mm. Oh, that should have been my trivia question. Shoot. <laughs> I would have got it wrong, Shoot. Tim. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, he's he's a, he's a jerk. He's homeless, okay? It's yeah. sad. It's a very sad start. But um, he he immediately breaks the fourth wall here and starts talking to us, the viewer. Yes. And... He thinks, Dean, that we called him a bum. The, Interesting. The, he's also completely wasted here. He's so <laughs> wasted. Like, his mouth isn't working. Like, he doesn't talk like no. the way he talks <laughs> in the scene. He doesn't talk the rest of the movie like this. His mouth no, is, he, like, numb or something. It's kind no, of he's, hilarious. <laughs> he's having a good time. Yeah. He, well, he had too many. He had too many pops. Hey, yeah, pops. it happens. It happens, man. He tells us, though, he once had wealth. He once had power. And he once had the love of a beautiful woman. Oh, man. So I'm feeling for him here. Now, apparently, we, the audience, also asked him about his story. And lucky for us, he's willing to share it. Great. That's great. He says, it wasn't easy for him. He grew up a poor black child. Now, that's a very strange thing to say because he's Steve Martin and he's white. Very strange. We flash back to Steve Martin... Uh, his character's name here is Navin. I'm going to call him Navin. And he's like there with his black family. And the joke, like the whole joke with all of this that I like and appreciate is that he has no rhythm because he's white. Oh, yeah. That's kind of what, what they get to. One of the things they play with. That's really what I like about this whole segment 
because I can speak from personal experience um, as a white male. I can I can say that that's a very accurate depiction of uh, a white male um, I, not having any rhythm. <laughs> I also, Tim, have no rhythm, and him dancing in these early scenes is really funny. I think I dance like that. <laughs> Now, Dean, you might think a movie like this wouldn't include a technique as sophisticated as foreshadowing, but they've already shown us his red and white thermos when he was homeless. Yeah. And at the farm here, they make a point of showing us a cute little kitten. So consider yourself foreshadowed. Interesting. I'm You just got foreshadowed. I just got foreshadowed. Boom. Now, Naven's family, this is this is sad, Naven's family breaks the news to him that he's not actually their child. They found him on their doorstep, and upon hearing the shocking news, Dean, Naven wants to head out into the world. Yeah. He wants to carve his own path. He wants to find his special purpose. Yeah, cool. He packs his things, he says goodbye to his family, and he goes to the road to hitchhike to somewhere far away. And after standing on the road for at least half a day, (laughs) he's out there forever, he finally gets picked up by a dude who says he's going as far as the end of the fence. (laughs) And he gets in. He's like, yeah, great. He's like, sure. Sure, yeah. Naven Naven accepts. And he's now 10 meters closer to finding his special purpose. (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) He stood there for so long. This This is when I started to laugh hard. I wasn't really sure about this movie until this point. And when he's been standing out there for so long and he hops in this truck or whatever and goes to the next fence, I, I'm I'm getting on board. It's winning me over. This movie's winning me over at this point. Oh, man. Again, that's one of the ones that I laughed at this time and that I always laugh at. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Naven, Naven gets in. He starts to make small talk, too. Like, yeah. So, hey, how's it going? And the guy's like, OK, we're here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like immediately. Yeah, we're at the end of the fence. And I Get think the, the key to it, Tim, is what you were saying before the setup, that he was standing out there for like half a day or right. a whole day or whatever it was. He was standing out there for so long. And then he finally got a ride to the end of the fence. It's so funny. Yeah. So Naven hitchhikes all the way to St. Louis. And along the way, we learn uh, a whole lot more about his gullibility. Is that a word, gullibility? He's gullible. I think people know what I'm talking about. Um, He picks up a traveling partner, Dean. His dog, Shithead. Right. Uh, He stops at a gas station to take a leak and ends up landing a job. Pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. He's going to get paid... A dollar ten an hour. Not bad. Not bad. With inflation, I checked, that would come out to four twenty three an hour. Okay, pretty bad. <laughs> so no. I was wow. like, For I don't Naven? know the wage I don't know the wages in nineteen seventy nine. That might not be bad. That that's pretty that's bad, a, Tim. That's an excellent wage for Naven. Yeah, but he has he gets a place to stay though. Yeah, that, well, that's true. He gets a place to stay for free. Uh D- Naven reminds me of Clark Kent here. Okay. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> Uh, he remind you of no, Clark Kent? <laughs> not Clark Kent. He reminds me no? of Mr. Bean. I already said this. <laughs> okay. You no, know, he's very Clark similar Kent. Mr. Bean and Clark Kent. Very similar characters. They have, yeah, they have similarities. Yeah. They're both aliens. Uh, what? I think Mr. Bean's an alien. Oh, well, you th- you think. But he I don't falls think he falls from a beam of light at the beginning. Oh, that's an interesting take. Okay, well, let's we're getting <laughs> we'll shelf talk that. about we'll that another that. time. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that another time. Um no, I think he's like Clark Kent here because he sends a chunk of each paycheck back to his, his family on the farm. It's a good connection. With a letter. With yeah. a letter. So one of the letters he sent, he says he really likes his new boss who's teaching him impatience. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It's so funny. It's funny. Another that's time a, where you just can't, you can't, it's, that's the time where you, you can't help but laugh out loud because it catches you by surprise that the laugh just comes out of you. Yeah, that's right. You kind of burst. Kind of, they, a lot of laughs burst out they of you. They kind of just movie. burst that's out a, that's of you That's a good way movie, to put it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Steve Martin, he's doing such a great job with this awkward like character as yeah. well. It's got to be very hard to play someone this awkward and silly and strange and like dumb, you know? He's got the physical comedy really down for this character. Yeah, he really yeah. does. Yeah, yeah. So we're at this gas station, and I really love how much time we spend at this gas station. Like, we're at this gas station for a bunch of time it's quite and a, a lot of really, really great scenes. 
So in a very exciting moment, Dean, the new phone book arrives and Naven finds out that he is in it and he's happier than ever. Yeah. He says he's finally somebody. It's his name in print, man. He, he made it. Incredible. He's, he's finally yeah. someone. Do you remember the first time you looked in the phone book and saw your name in there, your family name? No. Now were you older? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I do not remember that. I do. <laughs> How was that? Were you somebody? I remember seeing our name. I remember looking up people's name in the phone book. Like I needed to get my friend's number and I didn't yeah. know it. We'd look it up in the phone book. You needed to know their name and you needed to know their address and then you could get their phone number. See, that's interesting. I only remember looking up like pizza places in the phone book. Oh yeah. Okay. Like There's not that. friends because by the time I could call my friends, I think there was internet. Hmm. Or like at least cell phones where you could just text them. Uh, you know what, Dean, you missed out on the good old days of the, the old fashioned phone book fun then, my friend. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I tried to learn how to rip a phone book in half for a while. Oh yeah. There's a technique. Okay. I, I, I can do it. Yeah. I, yeah. There's, a, you can do it. Yep. I know, I know there's a technique. Yeah. It's like more of a, like a twisting, like a, get it on an angle, right? Yeah. You got to separate angle. all the, you got to sneakily separate all the pages. So you're ripping one page at a time. Oh, what? How it's, do you do that? Yep. Yep. I'll. Another thing we got a shelf, Tim. We'll get to that later. Yeah, I think you're you're talking real crazy, crazy stuff now. You separate every page? Yeah. Well, not every page, but you separate, you try to separate a lot of the, Chunks. you push it, you push okay. the edges together and all the pages kind of puff out. Oh, and so then gotcha. there's, they're separate okay. and then you rip really hard and they all rip and you look okay, super good. strong and everyone's like, whoa. I needed to hear it because I don't think yeah. I was going to, I don't think I was going to be able to continue with this podcast it's okay, yeah. without knowing what you were talking about. <laughs> I thought maybe you meant like every single page has to have air between it. And then you no, can, no, like, no, yeah, how yeah. do you do that? Who, no. like, are you making, making this up? All right. D- unfortunately, Dean, someone a bit out of touch with reality has gone into his own new phone book and is looking for a typical random bastard he can kill. Oh no. And guess who he chooses? That's Tim. That's bad luck. <laughs> that is bad luck. Yeah. Dean, you know what it was? It was a bad call. It was a bad call. It was a bad call to choose Naven. He made a bad it was call. It's very funny, but he made a bad call. I always laugh at this this guy trying to kill Naven. It's he's so hilarious. The stuff he's saying while he's trying to shoot Naven is nothing yeah. short of incredible. He calls Naven. I'm going to read some of these. Okay. They don't I, this is not me having trouble reading these lines this is what this dude is saying like some of it doesn't even make sense he he calls naven a random son of a bitch typical run-of-the-mill bastard and that's one of the things is that sounds normal that's great yeah but then he's he's trying to shoot naven someone gets in between naven and the shot and he says you average difficult blocking of the fuel of damn average victim bastard, son of a blocking bastard. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. This is one of the scenes that clearly makes me laugh out loud because I can't even read it without laughing out loud. I didn't even get through it. His, his line. <laughs> who wrote that line? That's amazing. Yeah. It's incredible. Um, I just, I find this is one of the, this is one of the jokes where it's like they set up this whole scenario and there's so many excellent jokes like along the way Yeah. Um, in this larger like joke scene. It's just, it's really, really smart. So at the same time um, inside the gas station, this guy who's come in for, for gas, his glasses keep falling off his head. So Naven says he can fix them. And Naven adds a handle to the center that you can grab. And there's a metal rest for your nose. And this guy loves it. He tells Naven he makes a living out of selling stuff like this. And that if he can sell this idea, he'll split the money 50-50 with Naven. So Naven's like, well, whatever. That's fine. Whatever. Uh, Then the shooter, he starts shooting at Naven finally. And he's shooting at him and missing and hitting these oil cans. Yeah. And it's this whole scene where Naven, he thinks the oil cans are defective. He thinks they're just like <laughs> randomly springing leaks. Yeah. And then he, he then he thinks, <laughs> then he thinks the guy, he, I guess his buddy at the shop tells him, no, this guy's shooting at you. Yeah. 
Um, but Naven thinks that this guy is shooting at the cans. Yeah, he hates that the this cans. This guy hate he hates the cans. <laughs> so <laughs> he's running all the over cans. the shops. <laughs> Everywhere he runs, there's more cans, and the cans oh. are getting shot. When he goes to the oh, Coke man. machine, and the guy shoots a couple of bullets into the Coke machine, and he says, "There's cans in there too." <laughs> yeah, <That is> so <laughs> funny. funny. That's another like taking the joke one step further. It's so good, so funny. Yeah. I, I like knowing the information that these guys were like, um, like Martin and uh, Reiner were sitting together in the car and just like workshopping these types of things. Yeah. Cause I feel like a lot of these jokes wouldn't have gone as far as they did. Yeah. Um, if you don't have that, that moment with the two of them figuring it out and like ironing out even like greater details of, of how to make this even funnier. Uh, but this guy, he does everything he can to shoot Nathan and he just can't get him. He just can't hit him. Nathan is able to escape from the gas station and hides at a nearby carnival, a traveling carnival. And the shooter won't follow him into the carnival <laughs> because he sees a sign that says carnival personnel only. And he just and like he stops. He's lecturing. Like, he's, he's like, you can't go in there. He starts <laughs> not lecturing go Naven for going in there. Yeah. It's carnival personnel only. You're not carnival yeah, personnel. You can't, you're not he's going to gonna go kill him, there. but he respects the sign. He respects That's right. it, man. He respects the sign. He's got he his own code, and he respects that sign. <laughs> yep. Naven, he jumps into a truck uh, just as the carnival is is packing up and leaving. And now Naven works for the circus. Great. That's fun. He meets a girl, a nice girl, by the way, a nice girl named Patty. Uh, she's the motorcycle stunt woman. Is she and a nice she helps girl? him. Yeah, she helps him find out what his special purpose is. Yeah, is, is she a nice girl, Tim? <laughs> He's taking she's some serious advantage of him here. She's adorable. Patty's <laughs> okay. <Patty's> adorable. <laughs> Do you get the feeling that Patty smells real bad? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I get that feeling. I get that yeah. feeling. Now, uh, his special purpose, if, I mean, it's sex, right? It's, it's, it's his penis and sex. That's his, yeah. what he thinks his special purpose is. Yeah, he, he, he finally gets to learn what sex is. She teaches him. I, well, she shows him, I guess. Yes, his mother told him about his special purpose and said, like, what it was. And then he's like, he has a special purpose. Yeah. He just doesn't know how to use it or how to, like, I don't know. It's kind of weird, but It's whatever. weird in the moment. It, it's kind of funny. Yeah, then bringing it up later is funny. Because right. he thinks, he j I think he just thinks having a penis is special purpose. He knows his. He knows it has something to do with the special purpose, but right. it's like he's. It's almost like his penis has to find its like right. place in the world, and then once it does, he's realized he's found his and special it, purpose. It found its place in the world. It found its place. Yeah. In Patty. <laughs> yep. Is any of this? Can we keep any of this? All of it, of course. Okay. All Perfect. of it. Okay. I, it's not in my notes to get into. Nowhere in my notes are you going to see the word penis, so I'm just... It's interesting that we got here. That's all I'm trying to say, I think. It's interesting that we're talking about it. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of it's just going to gloss over that, and for some reason, when we got here, I'm just like, we're talking about we're this. We're digging into this, man. For people who maybe haven't seen the movie, right? This is of not... Course. This is for the listeners. Again, sometimes we just get forced into these situations to deliver the right content for the listeners, so... Now, Naven meets Marie. Yeah. I like how they meet. Um, She is so adorable in this movie, dude. I love her in this movie. She has a wild voice that is just, it's, yeah, it's so it's adorable. so cute. You, it's just her undeniable. voice is so cute. Yeah. Her perfectly curly hair. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's unbelievable. Um, These two were dating at the time, her and Steve Martin. Oh, cool. Didn't know that. Yeah, they met um, on a Kenny Rogers celebrity softball team. <laughs> great. That sounds like a great time. That's a great that's a, time right there. That's a great time waiting to happen, dude. Amazing. Yeah. So uh, Naven helps Marie rescue Billy, um, this kid that she's babysitting. And she gives Naven a kiss on the cheek. And he likes that. And he asks her out. Yeah, I really like how she's explaining Billy to to Naven, where she says, like, have you seen a kid with a shirt that says shithead on it? 
<laughs> and he says, no, but I did see, or I think he says, all I've seen is a kid with a shirt that says life sucks on it. <laughs> he brings up another kid with like a shirt on that says something shitty. <laughs> he laughed hard at that. Yeah. I think his shirt said bullshit. Oh, bullshit, not shithead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shithead's Which is a dog. fantastic yeah. shirt. I mean, yeah, bullshit. To have on like a seven-year-old a shirt that says bullshit. What's this so kid funny. who has a shirt that says life sucks on it? <laughs> What's oh, going man. on? <laughs> you got, okay, if you see a kid like that, you got a couple funny parents behind that kid. That's yeah, what yeah. you got. Yeah. Now, these two, uh, Navin and Marie, they somehow hit it off. Yeah, somehow. And yeah, somehow. This is another funny scene. Naven, um, this is they're on their date now. Uh Naven asks Marie to be completely honest. She must have a boyfriend. She says, sort of, referring to him possibly being her new boyfriend. Oh, interesting. Never thought about that. N- yeah. Naven asks does she think the next time she makes love to her boyfriend, she could think of him? She says she hasn't made love to this boyfriend yet. Naven says that's too bad. Does she think it's possible someday she could make love with Naven and think of her boyfriend? And she says, who knows? Maybe you and he can make love and you can think of me. And he says, yeah, I'd just be happy to be in there somewhere. As long as I'm in there somewhere. I just want to be in there somewhere. Uh, And then he goes over. That's another one. He goes over and he licks her face at this point. Mm -hmm. And that was completely improvised. Her reaction was 100% real. And her her reaction is of disgust. What's going on? He doesn't kiss Patty, right? So he doesn't know about kissing. They have like a oh, comment yeah, she earlier. Just, Patty just licks him or something. Well, yeah, they had a comment earlier where he's like, do you think we'll ever kiss? And she's like, no, 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 we don't need that. So he doesn't like <laughs> oh, know yeah, how right. to kiss. He just goes over and licks her. That, that exchange is so funny. It's so funny. He's so stupid. He's so, so good. Stupid. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Patty shows up here, though. This is unfortunate. She shows up and she's oh, yeah. not too pleased with what's going on. No. Uh, I mean, basically, Naven's cheating on her here. Uh, for sure. Yeah. They're, they're, they're a couple, right? So Patty punches Naven and Marie knocks Patty out cold with the classic Captain Kirk double-handed punch, but just <laughs> flattens her. Now, we cut to a, a beach scene now. Yeah. And uh, you've got uh, Marie... And Naven and, you know, more, it's more of a, more date. I guess the date continued. Yeah. And this is a really sweet moment. They're singing this song tonight. You belong to me. And dude, this, this is adorable. It it's is such a sweet. sweet song. It's such a weird thing to be right in this movie. Cause it actually is sweet. It's like, it's, it's funny and it's sweet it's like both you know it's like it's funny because they're just walking down the beach singing and then eventually she pulls out a trumpet and starts playing (laughs) and you're just like what the when did she have a trumpet on her but yeah it's a nice it's a nice scene it's very sweet yeah way down by the stream how sweet it would seem once more just to dream I used to work at a pool hall and the the employees were allowed to play their own music. Like oh. I, could, I could make a CD or I could put whatever yeah. CD I wanted on. And I had this mix CD and I had this on the mix CD and I would play it. Nice. And <laughs> I received both compliments 
Nice. And hatred oh, no. for this song being on there. Yeah. I had people walk out of the pool hall because no. they didn't understand why this song came on. Yeah. <laughs> and then I had people who just loved it. They're like, That's, this is great. I'm so happy to come to a place that plays music like this. So Was the trumpet solo in the in the song? Yes. Excellent. Well, the song, the song in the movie is um, Bernadette Peters. That's uh, Marie's character. Mm-hmm. And Steve Martin singing it yeah. themselves. Right. Uh, the original song is like back from the 60s of this mother and daughter group. No, no, sorry. It's uh, two sisters, two sisters. But one okay. of them, one of the sisters is like, I don't know, like 20 and one of them's like 10. And oh. they did the original. So it's a little bit of a different uh, sound. But the, these two in the movie redid it. And yeah, you know, Murray pulls out this trumpet uh, <laughs> while they're sitting there. He's Steve's playing the ukulele and she pulls out a trumpet and like rips off a trumpet line at the end. Her acting for that trumpet part was incredible. Yeah, it was good, like, yeah. It, it looks like she's playing it. She did a, a wonderful job. And then uh, Naven's line right after she's done playing is another just hilarious moment where he says, I wanted to go down that trumpet, uh, like the horn part. I want to go in the trumpet around the tube and go and kiss you. And she says, why didn't you? And he said he didn't want to get spit on him. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So funny. And then he tries to kiss her and she's fighting him off. Like with all her strength, she's fighting him off. Yeah. It's just like, she she says if she kisses him, she's going to fall in love with him. And she does. She can, she only wants to fall in love with someone who has a special purpose. Oh, he's got one, man. He's got one. And he's so excited because he's got one. He's got one. He's got a special purpose. It's, it's dim. (laughs) It's the, it's the layers of the jokes. It's so funny. Yes, exactly. Exactly. The trumpet thing is so funny because she asks, why didn't you? And he has a legit answer. Like, his, right. he was explaining a scenario that cannot happen. He wanted to travel into a trumpet <laughs> and do it. And she asked, why didn't you? And he had an actual answer. He didn't want to get spit on him. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, it's valid. It's a valid point. So Naven wants to marry Marie. Uh, but she is not ready for that. And she writes him a Dear John letter and walks out on him. Shitty. That sucks. It they sucks, were just hitting man. it off. Broke my heart. Na- N- yeah, I know. Naven finds the note and can only read some of it because he's just freshly out of the bath and his wetness is making all of the ink run. So he doesn't even understand why she left. Now, he's heart- He's obviously heartbroken. He decides to leave the circus. Who could work at the circus anymore after this? After yeah. this heartbreak? Yeah. You can't work at a, a fun circus after that. Well, plus uh, he, his, his ex-girlfriend wants Patty's to kill him. Patty's going to kill him. Yeah, yeah Patty's going to kill him. He wants to make something of himself, and uh, he wants to, to do that so he can get Marie back. He wants to win her back. So he moves to L.A., and now the guy who tried to kill Naven before, he's back. Shit. It's bad news, man. Yeah, he, he's found Naven. So Naven tries to run away, but this guy runs him down and Naven is trapped. The guy reaches into his jacket to pull out a gun, but it's not a gun. It's an envelope. And Naven, uh, Naven has to sign for something. This guy says he's turned over a new leaf. He's a private detective now. And Naven opens the letter and it's from that dude whose glasses he fixed. Right. And he wants Naven to meet with him. So Naven goes to meet with him. Oh, yes, Dean. Yes. Before you move on, who made this guy a private detective? This guy was shooting at random strangers. Who made this guy a private detective? I think aren't private detectives self-employed? Isn't that something you just decided to do? Okay, yes, but he had a badge. he, He did. He did. But he had a badge in his hat. Yeah, I think you get a you can get a badge for okay, being a okay. I'm not sure okay. how you So see, I didn't I wasn't thinking private detective, you're right. I was thinking that he was like a detective oh, because like he's a police a detective. Yeah. No, okay, no, no, okay. no, no. No, you're Just right. Like private a... detective, yeah, yeah, whatever. That's a that's that's a, a prime job for him. <laughs> you can track down anyone. <laughs> he's great. Now, Naven goes to meet this guy, and this guy says he made a fortune on Naven's glass handle idea. And he wants to make right by giving Naven half of the money. He says he's got a check for 250 big ones. And I love Naven's line here. He says, this is great because I can use money. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He can use it. It's great. How perfect is that? How perfect is it? He needs money. He's getting money. Perfect. He can use it. 
something he can use. Like not even not, he not can only use. not only that he he needs it, but just that it's something he's he able to use. use. It's usable for him. Perfect. Unlike as if this guy offered him like a bag of dog crap or something, where that's not Unusable. a usable yeah. thing for him. Money is usable for him. Money so this is use. perfect. Yeah. It could have been two liters of milk. And he would have been like, this is great because I can use milk. Yeah. I feel like the actual money part has nothing to do with no, it. No, just it's that just it's a something... useful item he's receiving at the time. He's so dumb that just getting something where he's like, oh, I understand that I can use this for stuff. Right. Like, I exactly. Can, I, can, I know exactly. what to do with this. It's something he understands, and yeah. that's great. And at that's this point, he can... I hadn't thought of it until this point. But at this point, no, actually, continue. Not at this point. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that brings up a good point, though. I'm very curious about how you're feeling with all this movie and everything going on. But yeah, screw it. Let's just keep going. Screw it. Screw it. We're, we're moving on. He goes to cash this check that he thinks is for two hundred and fifty dollars. And he finds out it's for $250,000. Yes. And the bank teller has one of those glasses handles on his glasses, <laughs> which is a really nice touch at this point. For sure. Yes. It's the reason he's getting rich now. Yes. So at this point, Tim, knowing that it's $250,000, i am remembering the first scene. And I'm like, oh, shit. He's going to end up a bum somehow. He's oh, going to end up okay. homeless. So right, at first I was just all. like not even really thinking about it because I'm like, well, whatever. This guy's just like getting himself into all these situations and he's not really making it. He's making $1 an hour or whatever it was. Um, but now he's super rich and things are, you know, things are going to be working out for him. But eventually we're going to be uh, getting to that street corner. So I was feeling bad. I was feeling bad at this time. Ah, oh, too bad. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've ever felt that way. It's because you know, you know the end. Right. I didn't. Right. I thought we were going to end on that street corner. Mm-hmm. And then I wonder alley. if I felt that. Yeah. I wonder if I felt that way the first time. I think when I saw it, I was too young to be like that sophisticated about movie telling and yeah. knowing oh, that yeah, like sure. this is going to head back to the beginning of the movie there. Yeah. I had, had forgotten all about it by that point. Yeah. Now Marie's mother has read about Navin's fame in the newspaper and is willing to sell Navin the location of Marie for $75. Great. <laughs> it's great. Even though if she just tells him where Marie is, she'll probably get rich because they're going to get together. I never thought about that it. one. <laughs> she sells it for $75. Perfect. 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 That's got to be another one of those car jokes where you're just like, yeah. what else can we do with this? Let's yeah. just... Let's work this one in. What if she buys it? <laughs> yeah, what if she buys it? And and so, you don't hear the first number she says, but he says, that's too high. And then he's like, 75? <laughs> okay, 75, okay. I wonder what the first number was. Yeah, really, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, Naven pays Marie a visit at her job. And we get this whole, uh, the old green face cream mask switcheroo scenario. Great. Again, great. <laughs> what did you What did you think of that? Oh, I thought it was really funny. Um, I I thought, you know, as soon as he as soon as he grabs the you know the the face cream or whatever the mask and he goes over to the guy, I'm like, okay, this is this this is going to be so funny because they're going to say that he's going to look way younger and he's like going to look like a new person, and then this old, older woman is going to think that that's her husband and he just looks different. Um, it's great. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, that's fun. So it was an obvious one. For, for me, it was obvious, obvious, but when when she actually starts peeling off the mask and she's like, he's going to look so young, he's going to look like a new person. I'm like, this is right. great. This is <laughs> great for her to say at this moment so that this uh, other lady is just actually going to think that that is her husband. And then they just get right. up and start kissing each other. And oh, yeah. <laughs> this woman just starts hitting them with her purse. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's funny. That was a, is a really sweet moment. Like yeah. if you could pull that off for real in like uh, some sort of scenario, it'd be a real, like if right. that was like a proposal, some sort of proposal in a way, it would have been really, really like sweet and precious moment. It was quite the reveal. Yeah, it, it was. And it, it kind of catches Marie off guard and she like is back in love with him. Yeah. And uh, they, they do get married now. Yeah. We, we see that. So, um, the checks are still rolling in for Naven. Uh, the next one's for $750,000. Um, that's some popular uh, uh, glass glass handles. Yeah, man. Uh, here, this guy's okay. rolling okay. in it, dude. Tim, I'm a glasses yeah? wearer. I would not wear this thing. 
no, you wouldn't wear it, but it would be useful to you, right? To like take your glasses off. I'm a, I'm not a glasses wearer. I'm a sunglasses wearer. Yeah. I would use that little bar to take my sunglasses off. I think it would be very convenient, but obviously you're not, you're not going to wear it because you can see the bar. Yeah. Right? It's right in front you're of your be able face. To see the bar. Yeah. Functionally, it makes sense. I mean, if functionally it makes sense, but I don't know. I would not. I, I don't need this thing. I don't take my glasses off from the center. Like I, I just take. So them. what if you, what if we put a little sidebar on one of the sides of your glasses, a little handle you could lift up from the side and take them off. Well, the point is that it came from the center, right? That's the the the, the guy needed it because his glasses didn't fit his head anymore because he was pulling oh, from the That's side. That's right. You need the nose rest. You yeah, need the you nose need rest. rest. Yeah. You need to pull from the side. So what what you're telling me yeah. is you think that Navin's invention sucks. S- sucks, yeah. It sucks. That's what you're telling me. That's what I'm telling you. I'm you telling you, I'm sucks. telling you, Tim, it sucks. I would not buy would, it. Wouldn't that be a shocking thing if his invention sucked? It would be shocking. <laughs> I'd be utterly shocked if this guy came up with a shitty invention. See, that's actually Let's what's hope kind that of, doesn't happen. Yeah, that's what's kind of funny though. That he's sort of this idiot, and he comes up with this invention that kind I think kind of sucks. <laughs> like it's not like he's this idiot that came up with something just absolutely brilliant. He's still an idiot. It's just it happened to take off, but I, I don't know. I think it sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does suck, Dean. You think it sucks because it does suck. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah, I think that's part of what's funny about it. That's also it's why it's a, not a real thing. It's a terrible idea. Yeah. I think the worst part about it is they they didn't even test it on prisoners. <laughs> oh, no. That was <laughs> where, so... No. Where did that come oh, Where did that no. line come from in the movie? <laughs> I tried to block that one out of my head. That's j- jumping ahead a bit, but uh, <laughs> it seemed like a good time to bring that up. So Naven and Marie move into a giant mansion. And now that Naven has a boatload of money, this just screams trouble because with great wealth comes great responsibility and people start coming for handouts. Mm. And one guy, my favorite, my favorite guy, he comes because he wants to stop the underground cat juggling ring. Right. Now, I kind of, I kind of laugh at this scene all the time too. It's hilarious. It's Steve Martin like, playing yes. this other character, juggling kittens. Yes. And he's not doing such a good job. He also, doesn't know Tim, how to juggle kittens. Kittens are falling, dude. Kittens also, are hitting the ground. Tim, cats land on their feet. So yeah. this is not a th- like this is not dangerous at all. You could juggle right. kittens and they'll land it's fine. True. They they just I've seen my cats jump or at least fall from so high. And I've seen them contort their body in the air to land on their feet. It happens. They land on their They're feet. This guy was juggling dogs. That would have been scary. Dogs don't know how to do that. But cats, it's like, yeah. whatever. They land, they'll be fine. It's yeah. so funny. This is uh, this was the foreshadowing of showing us the kitten back at his farm. Oh. Because he has a major reaction to this and wants to su- very quickly signs a check over to this dude. Right. <laughs> and Dean, this for me is my save the cat moment. Oh, Tim, I didn't even think about I know. it. Oh yeah, this is the save the cat moment. Amazing. Now, a very a very big problem happens in the movie here, Dean. Carl Reiner, the actual director, yeah, is playing a director in this movie. Yeah. And he has purchased this handle that they're calling the Opti Grab, and he's now cross-eyed and having sight issues. And it's not just him, it's everyone who purchased the OptiGrab. They're all cross-eyed. That sucks. That sucks, man. That sucks for, for Naven. And now we can um, see what's about to happen. That's right. And Carl Reiner here, he's the one who said that he's uh, appalled because they didn't test this on prisoners first. Yep. Uh, the lawsuits start rolling in and Naven has to pay everyone back. He has to send everyone a check. For one dollar and nine cents, he has to sign all those checks. The lawsuit was for ten million dollars, and then when we hit the court scene, the judge says that he must pay back all (laughs) nine million nine hundred and ninety-nine thousand and eighty or whatever people back. So he has to write ten million checks 
for a dollar oh nine or whatever. And the judge is the judge is cross-eyed. <laughs> yeah, everybody in the courtroom. Everyone. Is. Everyone is <laughs> the entire jury is cross-eyed. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. A third of the population of California is cross-eyed at this point because of the OptiGrab. The fact that he's writing out all these checks. It's great. It, he's so frustrated too that he has to do. He's it. frustrated. He's drunk. And why wouldn't you be? Why he's wouldn't drunk, you? Drunk. He can like barely put the check in the envelope. <laughs> yeah, he's he's basically yelling at every check he writes. Yeah, he's yelling at the person who he really has to write it out for. It's hilarious. Now, Naven and Marie. <laughs> it's that's another funny subtle joke checks. that he's gonna write. He's actually writing ten million checks out. Yes, he's signing ten it's million impossible. checks. Possible. Or whatever, nine million. Yeah. Uh, Naven and Marie get into a huge fight here, and Naven walks out. Uh, he he says, "It's it's funny because she uh, she doesn't care. She's upset because she doesn't care about the money. Yeah. It's the stuff she cares about. She doesn't want to lose the, the stuff. stuff. I don't care about doesn't the money. Lose. I just don't lose the stuff." <laughs> um, he says he doesn't need any of the stuff. He doesn't yeah. care. Yeah. And on his way out, he starts grabbing everything he can. <laughs> He's grabbing all these things he needs. He's so uh, his his pants are down around his ankles. He's carrying a chair. He's grabbed some magazines, uh, an ashtray. He's got a lamp. Um, so funny. He's basically he's basically hit rock bottom here. I I got busted twice here, Tim. Because he's just like I don't need anything. I don't need anything, well, I, and he's grabbing. I need this. For, I need this, for this chair. remote. Right. Except for this paddle game. He calls it a paddle game, which I just thought was so funny. Then he gets to the end of the hall and he's got a handful of stuff. And he's like, I don't need anything else. Just the game and the remote and the magazine. And then like in the middle of saying that, he looks down and sees the chair and he goes, oh, and this. Oh, I need, I need this. this. I need chair. this chair. I need this. When he picked up that chair, I lost it's, my shit. Like, he was man. grabbing small things before that. And as soon as he picked up the chair, and just looking at the chair was enough to, like, have him break his his whole rant and just pick it up. Right. It was good. It was good. It was good. The last thing you need if you're, like, what walking out of your house. If you're leaving your house, if you decided to leave your wife and leave your house, the last thing you need to bring with you is a chair. He, he, Tim... The last thing you need to bring is the remote control to the TV. <laughs> that's true. That's, that's a good point. The a chair is more valuable is than a chair. remote control. <laughs> Maybe a, a chair is better than a paddle game, too. Paddle game. <laughs> oh, great. Because those those paddle games, those are fun for five seconds. Five seconds, yeah. Have you ever played one of those? Oh, yeah. Five seconds of fun. They're the, fun for five seconds. Here's the thing. And to... then you either, you either throw it in the garbage because yeah. it sucks or the little ball breaks off the string. Yes. But they look so fun. Oh, they look so fun. How fun does a paddle game look? And then you grab that the thing best. and you never, ever lives up to what, you, what it looks like. It's the best. It's the best thing to look at. Yeah. Worst thing to do. Worst thing, worst to, thing to play. Thing to worst thing worst to play. Worst thing to play. So Naven's out on the street and he sees someone carrying a red and white thermos mm. and he trades all his stuff for it. <laughs> he needs, he, that's what he really needs is that thermos. So here's the thing, Tim. He, when he was proposing, um, he was in the bathtub and his girlfriend was, you know, in a different room yeah. and he He's wrote her song. a song about a thermos. Yeah. So this right. made sense to me. I get this. I get mm -hmm. trading everything you grab for this thermos because you're just anything to remind you, you know, of uh, of your your girlfriend yeah. or your he wife. I guess they got married. Yeah. So his wife he got married. He made a mistake walking out. It yeah. was a bad call. It was a bad. He it made a bad, bad call. call. He made a bad call. But you know what was a good call? Grabbing that fucking what? chair because then he was able to trade for the thermos. Who knows? Maybe if he didn't yeah. have the chair, he might not have got mm. the thermos. You're not making that deal without the chair. I know. I exactly. That's a nice chair. You need that chair. Yeah, you need that chair. Now, this is where we catch up with the homeless Naven from the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And it's about to be a really sad ending until his adopted family shows up with Marie. Great. And she had called them the night he walked out. Turns out the dad invested all the money that Naven had sent... And they're now rich. Perfect. 
he was helping the family the whole movie, and now the family can come and help the him. Family can help him. It's All about family. Beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Maurice still loves him, and they all head back to Missouri, one big happy family. Um, unfortunately, the house they live in is no longer big enough for all of them, but they've got money, so they tear it down and they build a bigger one, which is exactly the same with all the imperfections. There's like issues with the roof. There's like yeah. holes in the roof. There's like problems with the walls and they just rebuilt everything exactly the same with all those problems. Yep. So funny. <laughs> yeah. It's a nice, it's a nice, uh, uh, final joke on this thing. Yeah. And that's the end. Yeah. Funny movie, man. Funny, funny movie. I could see it being more of a favorite of mine if I saw it younger and, you know, was kind of growing up watching it over and over and over again. Um, but I definitely did enjoy it. Yeah. That's a good movie for like, um, a kid to see, you know, when you're like maybe 10, 12 years old, because totally. there's, there's a lot of funny things in the movie. You're going to laugh at the story is very easy to follow. And, uh, you know, the jokes you don't catch at that time, you're just going to catch along the way. Like if you watch it years later, you're going to start to pick up on some of those other funny jokes. Yeah. And, uh, it helps you kind of like keep, uh, the nostalgia for that movie by, yeah. by just like, you know, this is one that I just kind of brought along with me. Yeah. Right. Dude. So I've watched this at very various points in my life and it's always fun. It's always entertaining. Um, I love it. It's, I think it's just a, it's a really fun, if nobody's, if you, not if nobody, if, if you were out there listening and you haven't seen this, I recommend seeing it. Yeah. And shockingly it's rated R, which I just like, I don't need it explained to me. Yeah. I just don't get it. I don't understand how it's rated R. Um, but that's it. Uh, I also agree That's with you. I think like it's a, it's, point. A, it's a, a younger kid, teenager type thing. I think I, I don't, I don't mm. know if it needs to be rated R. I don't know why it's rated R. That's interesting. Okay. Let's get to what if. What if you have the power to release the jerk as either a comic book, a video game, or a TV show? Which one are you choosing? Easy. TV show. Because I had that Why? early connection to Bean. That he's just like, he's an idiot, and he gets himself in these just weird scenarios. And just for, and, and even with Mr. Bean, the like... The, the sketches are like five minutes long. And that I think is kind of perfect for, you know, the jerk. He's just put him in five minute situation where something wacky's happening and he's like reacting to it in the wrong way, in a funny way. Um, I think it would really work. Put like three or four of those skits together and that's an episode of TV. I think it would work. I think that's a really good call. I think... A comic would be fun because you can do things in comics you can't do in other formats. I think a video game would be fun because just if you could make a good video game about this, it would be so strange that I think it would it would just hit. It would be people would love it because you'd be doing things that aren't really normal for the video game yeah. genre. But I think it would be a lot of fun. You could incorporate a lot of different types of things. But ultimately, the TV show would be the only one where you'd actually get to have Steve Martin take part in it. And that's right? the thing. Like, so he'd be yeah. in the show comic book. I don't know if it works because you need the delivery. Like, I don't know if written, if the jokes written would be the same, have the same effect. Um, maybe, maybe they would. And, and a video game. While video game could still have his voice. Yeah. The problem with a video game is I still feel like people need a, like, an objective to get to so like even if it's supposed to be something funny like a um like a lego game you know like they have lego batman and that's really it's a really funny game but there's still like action objectives to do i'm not sure if the jerk could have enough like that draws you in to want to keep playing the game i disagree i disagree but that's okay 
I think there's 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 so many different scenarios. I think it's very easy to do that. Um, you know, I mean, let's say let's say to start the game off, you're at his house. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's um, just a few kind of like key things you need to do to get him to leave his house. Right? You need to, you know, whatever he needs to find out that he dances poorly to um, jazz or, or uh, the blues. He he can't dance to the blues. Um, maybe you need to find his radio and turn it on and realize that he actually dances good to like cheesy. What was the music he's listening to where he's like, Oh, this is, I've got my rhythm now. Cause he's listening to like big band or something like that. And he finally like has his rhythm. Yeah. Maybe he just needs to like turn his radio on and then that can progress you outside the house. Maybe you just need to like hitchhike, figure out how to hitchhike your way to a different scenario. Um, you know, at the gas station, you could have this, you know, scenario where you need to pump enough gas. You just kind of do like the the yeah. mundane things of the gas station, but you can make them fun, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then I just I think like actually playing this entire movie just the way it is from from start to finish as a video game, I think would be very fun. And I think you could you could make that happen. Uh, I just don't think anybody would buy that game, so yeah. they're not going to make it. But ultimately, I mean, I think I'm with you. I think like. Uh, the show you can get steve martin or you can get someone who looks like a lot like him and you know coming into this i i wasn't on board with the show i was leaning more towards the video game but when you bring up this mr bean scenario i think that is that is tipping me over the top yeah man. because i like mr bean i think it's a very funny show it's funny and man. if we could get a show like that about the jerk i think that is that is really something that would be really really good so i think I think you've actually convinced me that I'm I'm on board with the show here. Cool. I want the sh- I want the show. Yeah, man. HBO. I know we often uh, we often have HBO execs dropping in on the, listening to the podcast very often. There, so yeah. if you're listening this time, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. And even though I'm 34, I can't play the jerk. Okay, HBO. I'm sorry. Yeah. I probably can't do it. Just get Steve Martin. Yeah, get Steve Martin. He can do it. Yeah, Dean regretfully declines. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for the offer, but I will decline. Um, There are other projects I'd like to put my efforts into. Yeah, Dean's more of like a Mission Impossible guy. Like Benji? Like Tom Cruise, Mission Impossible. I'm Tom Cruise? (laughs) I think so, yeah. Wow, that's high praise, man. (laughs) High praise. Thank you. I thought it was like Benji, the computer nerd, played by Simon Pegg. I only know one character from Mission Impossible. It's Tom Cruise. <laughs> Tom Cruise. Really. Do you know his name? Not a big fan. Of, not a big fan of that series. Do you know his name? Um, do I know his name? Trivia question. Uh, maybe if I if I know it, it's going to be from the show. It is. Um, nope, I don't know it. Ethan Hawke. Oh Whoa, yeah. Okay. No, no. <laughs> Ethan, Ethan Hunt. Hunt. Ethan Hunt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ethan yeah, Hawke's okay. an actor. Ethan Hunt. <laughs> yeah. I, at one time, I did know that. I, yeah. I, I shouldn't say. I've seen some of them. I actually really like three. I really like three. Three's great. J.J. Abrams. It's a great movie. J.J. Abrams. I like that movie. You should watch four, five, okay. and six. Mm, I probably should. They're not They're terrible. Incredible. They're incredible. They're not terrible. Yeah. Okay. It's time for trivia. I think it's my turn to go first, eh? Uh, yeah, you go first. Okay. I have a few, and I've been just trying to figure out which one to do. But oh, I'm wait. just going to go with the... Oh, yeah? I'd just like to say beforehand, after every one of these trivia times, I uh, leave the room and I tell my wife the question. She gets it right every time. Really? I don't think I've got one right right once. <laughs> and she gets it right every time. Okay. <laughs> like I've said before, she's the one that should be on this podcast, not me. <laughs> she's, very, she's very intelligent. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to go with the, just the one that I thought I might go with. Okay. And I'm just going to stick with it. When Naven is cashing his check for 250 big ones, he has to provide two pieces of ID. One piece he uses is an application form to become an astronaut. He says when filling out that application, he failed everything except for what? Date of birth? You got it! Yes. Yes! You got got one! (laughs) 
I figured it might be between date of birth or name, but I yeah. thought you might go with name because date of birth remember. is a little bit more obscure. You I remember, remember that? because I thought that was so weird that he didn't say name uh, okay. or something like that. Okay. I was just like, date of birth. That's the only thing. <laughs> you got it, man. You got your yes. first one. I'm on the board. Okay. Okay. You ready for yours? I am. Okay. Tim. Patty has a tattoo of Naven's name on her butt. She also has a tattoo on her inner thigh. What does it say? Oh. I don't know. I don't I'm not going to get this. It sounds somewhat familiar, but um Mom. Incorrect. On the inner thigh, her tattoo says, slippery when wet. Oh, okay. I wouldn't have got that. It's, it's the scene when he's, uh, he's telling, um, he's telling Marie, or Mary? Mary. Marie. Marie. He's telling Marie um, that Patty has a tattoo on her butt of his name and has tattoos of many other men. And then he motions to her inner thigh and he says, she even has one that says, slippery when wet here. Well, I'm good job getting good job getting yours. See if Laura knows that one. Okay, she didn't know the slippery one, wet one. So that's why I brought it today because I had to bring one that she didn't know. A tough one. Yeah, I brought the heat today. I brought the heat today. Well, thank you for joining, Dean. Yeah, man, we did it. Thanks everybody for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Everybody, I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. That's it for another episode. Thanks to everyone for listening. If you'd like to drop us a line, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as TalkBackPod, or by email at TalkBackPod at gmail.com. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Those reviews will help more people find Talking Back. All right, that's it. We're done.